doesn't matter. It's it, it's coal energy versus solar energy. Mm. Say that again. Say that again. It's like I'm shoveling coal into a burner rather than like getting clean energy from the sun. And so mm. the the doubt, the numbness is often an extension of the doubt because I I get the fear or the shame or the sadness or the anger that that doubt brings up. And then I, rather than look at it, rather than journal on it, I can go numb myself <laughs> with, uh, recently it's been anime. I love anime, but you know, it's been that, or it's been video games or it's been, uh, going and working in my yard. Everyone's like, Oh, your yard looks great. And I'm like, that is 90% procrastination from doing other stuff. Just so you know. Yes, the yard looks beautiful, but that is ninety percent of that work was me avoiding, you know, facing that empty page on my computer. Um, and then the disengaged and lazy has been this, and I almost wonder if it has two sides because the disengaged and lazy has also been me embracing the part of me that needs to sharpen the axe before I split wood again. So I have this story that's like, don't be lazy. You know, you need to Gary Vaynerchuk this shit, like hustle, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what you could do in the next two hours could, you know, change everything and get it out of your head and, you know, action, action, action. And there's this other part of me that's like, you don't want to do that. Right now, you want to lay down. Taking on the Mass Podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Uh, today's guest is Brandon Clift. Uh, Brandon is a friend. Uh, we go way back. You're going to hear our our meeting story and how uh, my trip to Australia, uh, meeting Brandon face to face, and uh, presenting at his old high school, and just how the journey of our connection has grown. And in this conversation, you're going to hear some conversations that. Um, in a safe space, but may not always be comfortable. Like, I think sometimes we need a safe space to have uncomfortable conversations. I think most times the reason in this work of talking about men and emotions and feelings and how we feel in our masks is the reason sometimes it's really not easy to do it and people shy away from it is because, first of all, it's uncomfortable, period. But if it's uncomfortable in an environment that's not safe, then danger is on the on the on the rise. But if you're in a safe place where you're not worried about being attacked, you're not worried about being judged, you're not worried about somebody taking your words and twisting them, that you get a place to process the things that are maybe complicated, maybe confusing, maybe hard to hear. I hope you have a place like that in your life that you can go and people hear you and see you for you. I hope you have a place in your life that you can go and say, you know what, today I am, I'm upset about these things. I want to be able to talk about it, but I don't want to be judged about it. Can I just have a place to feel what I feel? That means whether it comes to race, whether it comes to politics, whether it comes to uh, society, whether it comes to our norms, we need a place to be able to deal with it 
in a healthy way. Because what we see over and over again, it shows up in some of the unhealthiest ways, which is then how we use this term of toxic. Now, we don't use that term in this show, but you hear it out there in the world. And the reason most, well, the reason we see many men not wanting to have these conversations is because they think that they're going to be told that their identity, that how they are, is a toxic thing. And that's not what we're trying to say here. We're trying to make space for men to have conversations that are maybe sometimes uncomfortable, but that are safe. And that help us see that, man, I see you. Thank you for being a part of this opportunity. Thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you for being a part of this conversation. Thank you for letting me hear how you are feeling right now. And those are the things that are really important for us to be able to do as men in so many contexts. So um, you're going to hear some references to, to soil and gardens. And, <laughs> you know, as I think about my my back the backyard of my home right now, which is not a big area, but a little small little spot. Um, I've loved having a garden. And I've often felt like when I go out in the garden to go and I got, I got right now got greens and kale and collards growing or like, I feel like I should be doing some work. I sometimes have to like tell myself when I'm in the garden, actually, which is some of my mindset rest time, some of my self-care time. I love being in the dirt. I love like cutting plants and replanting them. I love planting seeds. I got some new manzana peppers that are like the hot. They're super hot. They have amazing black seeds inside. If you've never seen them, you got to see them. And I remember like trying to get these seeds to grow and I have and I leave and I don't come back for like two weeks and this the pot that I put the seeds in are like, <laughs> good luck. These ain't these ain't growing. And I like, why do these well, because you need to be taking care of them daily. But if I go back there every day or every other day, I sometimes feel like I'm wasting time from other stuff that I need to be doing. And so when do we make time for rest? When do we make time for the things that need to help us to just come back to self? And so however you are finding time to spend that time of like reset, of rest, of rejuvenation, I hope that you are doing that for yourself. I hope you're doing that for your own soul. I think one of the things Brandon talked about is we have to be able to till the soil to have these hard conversations so that we can then be able to like be able to like see it and say, oh, now there's some soil ready for these conversations. And all the work we've been doing in these podcasts as we approach episode 100, we're trying to say, how are the seeds working out there? What do we need to do differently? How do we make more context to uh, more people having these conversations? Is it working? And a lot of questions we have behind the scenes is like, okay, how do we make it more efficient, more effective? How do we make it, like, what are the things we need to do? And we we need your help with that part. So that's the to ask for you is that if you are enjoying these conversations, please let us know. Please write us a review. Tell us, send us a message. Like, let us know because we ultimately want these conversations to be adding fuel to the field of a mission of making a space for men to be more of their whole, full, authentic selves. So thank you for being a part of today's show. We're so excited for you to hear this episode with Brandon Clift. And I uh, hope you enjoy today's conversation. Take care, folks. See you soon. 
Brandon and I go way back, maybe five, six years. Uh, Brandon was a catalyst to my first trip to Australia. And uh, I, I'm just so glad to have not only known him, but to still know him and to really have a, a brotherhood with this man. And so, uh, Brandon, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Great to be here, man. Uh, five, six years. That blows my mind to think about that. You know, someone invited me to a screening of the mask you live in documentary it's where i first became aware of you and i was so moved by that having come from a private old boys kind of upbringing where the man box as tony porter talks about frequently right that that was full that that were those were the rules you better be in the man box or you are not a man or you are not accepted or you are not popular survival stuff like you had to be in the man box and so to to witness that, have the message land. I mean, I'm emailed Dr. Naomi Way, Judy Chu, Tony Porter, Joe Ehrman, yourself, everyone. I just wanted to find out how I could get more involved in this work. And in a matter of minutes, you responded. And that same day I watched that movie, you and I are on a WhatsApp call for like two hours. And it's like, oh, you're coming to Australia? Well, you've got to come to the Gold Coast, which was my home city at the time. And to have you come and be there for a live screening of the movie at my school where I witnessed uh, so much, uh, so much pain, mm. so much pain and confusion in young boys. Uh, I think at that time, six years hadn't gone by without a suicide mm. at our school, you know? And, and so it was really f- such a blessing to have you there, have parents turn up and better understand their boys. Uh, yeah. Fast forward a couple of years, you know, it, with your masks movement, I got motivated to start uh, masks off Monday with your permission. I said, Hey man, trademark stuff. I don't want to do this without letting you know. And so we do this web show for the mankind project of masks off Mondays where you were on the first couple episodes. We we're just inviting blokes on to our 1.6 million audience on Facebook. And we're like, Hey, uh, cool. You're a doctor. You're a lawyer. You're in the NFL, whatever masks off. Oh, addicted to porn. No way. So, so many people who are watching this or like, it was so cool to see this conversation go on um, yeah. and it all to end up with the Mankind podcast, which I'm very grateful to to host with my fellow co-host, Paul Newen, Boyce and Hodgson, mate. If it wasn't for you responding to that email and us getting on the phone, none of that, I dare say, would have happened. So, thank you, man. Thank you for coming and blessing my life. Oh, man. Well, Thank you for for inviting me. I think you know. Um, sometimes people will call, and um, I answer the phone because the ever forward number is my number. <laughs> and so they were like, "Hey, is this you?" I'm like, "Yeah, you called my phone." Like, you know, I'm like, I, I, I'm sometimes like in shock that people are shocked that I answer my phone, but I also <laughs> am just thankful that I get to be a part of a movement. Right, I get to part of this, thing. and and listen, the, the podcast started. Uh, we we haven't talked about that story yet. The podcast started on a beach, like a Brandon almost got me arrested in Australia on a beach because we had no permit to be making masks with people. We were like, you know, I carry masks everywhere I go, so we're out there with markers and asking people to make masks. We had some people from Brazil at that point; they were making masks, like, and then all of a sudden, the the I don't know what y'all call police over there. They rolled up, and they were like. You got a permit? And I said, I got my visa. Uh, I don't know what permit we're talking about, but uh, they say, like, no, you have to have a permit to be doing stuff like this. I'm like, talking to people? They're like, no, you can't do activities. I'm like, oh. 
And so I was like, okay. And Brandon was like, Brandon was like, Brandon was, Brandon's from there. So he, you know, he got a little more swag. And I'm like, let's let's put it away. Uh, you ain't about to get me in trouble in this other place. Uh, and we made a video after I got, you know, after I got kicked out of the beach. <laughs> and that video was like that first, it was a Monday. And we called it like I think we called it was at Paradise Surfers Surfers Beach. Surfers, yeah, it, surfers it was Beach. it was under the surface, you know, the iconic Surfers Paradise sign. Um, and we, my only regret from that was we didn't get a mask from the cop. Oh my gosh! That would that that told us to very politely GTFO get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was with uh, that was with Tom Callow. That's One right. Of, uh, oh, I've not seen him in a while. I look forward to catching up with him, man. Uh, man, I am that 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 was a memory. I think I found pictures of that the other day, and I tried to send them to you, but I had uh, you know, I think our reconnection happened then. I was like, look at this. Like that was that was when I had the hashtag Ever Forward shirts. That was one of our first uh, shirt products, and uh, man, just amazing the journey, you know. And I still have the, I still have the shirt you gave me that I couldn't wear at the time. Like Brandon gave me a shirt. He said, "This is the biggest size I got," you know. Um, and I couldn't even put it on. I couldn't even put my arm in it. Um, and uh, luckily, I get to now wear that shirt proudly, and I'll wear it till it yeah. falls apart. Proud um, of you, man. Proud of you so, for. I mean, your health journey was. It was amazing to see that um, because I, uh, as as a friend and someone who I feel like you've built a strong connection, to see you giving so much to so many people, especially these young boys and and, and versioning young men. Um, and to not see uh, taking care of yourself, it was it, it was hard to witness. And I'm like, man, it's not going to be a long game if uh, energetic. I, you, know, you put so much work into this stuff. There's no 40 hour work week for you in what you're doing. And to see you looking healthy and happy, that just fills me with joy, man. Because the longer you are around and on this planet and bringing your best self to this work, the the greater impact ever forward's going to have and is having. So. Yeah, mate. I hope that shirt becomes a dress for you. <laughs> man, man. That, that it was a, a monumental moment. I remember taking a picture and sharing it with you that when it happened. So thank you for all the work you've done and you continue to do. And I'm excited for the work that we're going to get to do today. Like, you know, we this it. is not Megan Mass. You, 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 you're, this is not new for you, but it's an opportunity for us to do it together. And I think oh, maybe every year or so we have a touch point to like come and check in and really – Hmm. you know dive and normally it's just a private call you and i but this is opportunity for you know us to just share how men can come together and even if you've known somebody for a while you can still get to know them more because there's more and more and more that happens behind the scenes you know Mm -hmm. yeah i hear that man well let's do it man let's Let's do it i got a mask here all right well you're the guest so you get to decide who goes first you get to decide either i go first or you go first you you decide yeah, brother. Well, hey, you, you lead the way. Okay. Well, you me lead the way I choose. I mean, or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay, good. good. There we go. Okay. So um, because I was thinking, I knew that we were going to be talking, I, I drew a, a mask that looks like a, a surfer, a pair, uh, a surfboard. <laughs> now, for all those surfers out there, don't don't judge my surfboard. But that's, that's, that's because I've never been on a surfboard. That's my best idea of what a surfboard looks like that, that's what that's what i would call a <laughs> i mean it's somewhere between like uh, yeah th- that's what some people might call a fish uh, a short and wide board it, believe it or not there are boards they're called fishes and yeah no mate i think that's a good board oh my god how funny how funny well the words that are on this mask mm-hmm. today i put funny uh serious 
hardworking. Mm. And I added caring at the end because sometimes I've been really trying to put caring first. Mm. Um, I try I put funny sometimes first. But I think when people, only people who really get to know me, I think know that I'm, I try and be funny. I think I like to keep things light. But I think in my work world, like I'm often really serious and hardworking. And I think caring sometimes gets lost. Yeah. Because I, I'm so passionate about this work. I care a lot. Like I take it really serious. I take it, I sometimes take it personal. I take it personal when a school doesn't follow up. When I take it personal when they say, hey, we need help for our young people in our school. And then no, go, they go radio silence. Because yeah. for me, it's not about the business. It's about the impact. And I think... And and in what happens that my serious and hard working comes out and I get into that mode, but deep down my heart is just feeling for those students who are not getting seen or getting getting noticed because mm. I deep deep down know what that's like and and so I think caring I try and like I'm, I'm one of my mentors the other day said Shanti I need, we want we want to invite you to begin leading with care. Mm. Like I think the part caring part of myself had to get shut down for so long in my life. You know, the the mask of being tough and strong growing up in Oakland, California, growing mm. up to be the single mother, trying to prove I was tough and I was man enough. I, I think tough, strong, hardworking well, those were the the characters that had to get pushed forward. Sure. And I think I've been really trying to do a lot of work in this part of my life of like let caring lead, even though for most times it doesn't it, it feels right. But it often feels sometimes uncomfortable because mm. people are like, why are you so nice? Like, why are you, why are, you're six foot one, you're 300 pounds. Like, why are you, what, what, what's, the, what's, 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 what's mixed up in the, the image that people see and what they expect to come from you? I think when people, even when they first hear me talking, they, they look at this, even with teenagers when I go to school, they're like, who, who is, who is this? Like, right? Because... On the outside, there's an image of what they expect me to talk like or be like, and yeah. I and I don't match, right? It doesn't match what a lot of the stereotypes say, right? It's clear for me. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah there's um, well, you've got that inner narrative, right? That of having to grow up and be tough, right? That survival mechanism that 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 you built. And uh, another friend of mine, Paul, growing up with a single mom, growing up in a predominantly black community he remembers there were the roles right there was the tough guy don't fuck with me and then there was the the kind of joker the, the one that would kind of w use word smithing and and try and find a way to keep levity and dodge yeah. dodge tough tricky situations so right. uh, some of the work i've been a part of around you know like dei stuff and waking up to whiteness is the uh you know the, the common misconception of of black men the angry black guy Plus being, you know, you've got a very strong presence. You've got, um, you're tall, you've got a large frame. Yeah. And so you're both your inner experience and the external expectation. It's like a dichotomy. It's just like, and then you open up and you, and so quickly people get to see your heart. Yeah. It, it throws, I'm sure it throws some people off. <laughs> it's it like, does. It yeah, does. It, it definitely throws people at the coffee, cafe when I'm leaving. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And they're like, Oh, uh, what just happened there? Like, what, what, what's happening right now? I feel like, am I being overly nice? And sometimes I feel like that pressure too, right? Because mm. I'm in this, this, this package, sometimes I feel the need to almost have to be super nice guy so I don't make people feel threatened, right? And right. that's a, that's a dance. And I, that's probably part of, maybe I'll add that to the back. Cause I think sometimes that worry of like, yeah, mm, okay, let, 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 let me let you share the front. Because everyone's coming out to the back. I think it's more of things I don't talk about much, 
but right. it's something I feel a pressure. Sure. Yeah. Thank I you. I hear that, man. I hear that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so do you go to your back or do I go to my front? I think we'll go front, front, and then uh, I'll go, go back, back. Okay. Unless, well, unless you have, a, unless you want to go front, back together. Yeah, You're man, a guest. No, no man, okay. you showed you showed me yours. I'll show you mine. <laughs> uh, on the front, I uh, it, it's so wild. You know, last time I sent in a mask to you about a year ago, it's amazing how different it is. I, I this is what's most alive in me right now. Uh, to kind of give context and setting the scene, uh, even f- what's different about me than a year ago, let alone the five years since we first met. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm in love, engaged, uh, expectant father. So we've got a baby on the way. Um, I have totally embraced hashtag dad life. I mean, you should see the garden. I got my perennials. I got my annual, my annuals. I got my dianthus, hydrangeas, forsythias. Like I'm straight up <laughs> drinking the domesticated man kool-aid right now um (laughs) and uh what that has um and what that what's been so interesting about that it's been a very grounding experience of spending all my life thinking of as me as just one person one vessel now all of a sudden the conversation has become we and us in relation to my fiance and, and it's about to get even bigger with we and us with a, a new child on the way. So I'm, I've been going through this crazy unknowing of what to expect, what's coming. Am I naive to be confident? Am I obnoxious and arrogant to think that I got this? It's just this, this weird pressure. Um, so this exercise has been really fantastic for me to kind of put pen to paper, get the subjective in my mind and make it objective by putting it down. So on the front, nice. what I want you to see, me, Brandon Clift, what I want you to see is confidence. Mm. Uh, that, you know, that confidence is I just got my shit together, man. Like, don't worry about me. I'm good. I got this. Both hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. Um, confidence that I'm grounded. You know, I've, I've, I've spent less of my life grounded than I ever have not grounded. <laughs> mm. So it's a weird sensation for me to have my feet on the ground, feet in the dirt, uh, engage the introverted parts of me and my personality, yeah. which I, yeah. I recently realized that my extroversion was actually a survival mechanism I created as a kid to be recognized and admired and validated because my dad was always center stage. Yeah. If I wanted attention or love or validation, I had to be louder, more entertaining, more funny, totally the negating naturally who I am, which is quite an introspective person who likes to be alone a lot. That's about to change. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I want you to see me as grounded um, and then engaged. I want you to see me as engaging as someone who, when I'm with you, tell me more. What, what was that like? Mm. Um, when sometimes I don't give a shit <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> like in that moment, I'm, it's like energy protection, but I got to put on this face of being interested. And, and sorry to say it, sometimes I couldn't give to you know what's about what's going on in someone's life. I'm just focused on what's happening for me and mine. So that's the front of my mask currently. Mm, thank you, brother. Thank you. And, and that's what, I think that's beautiful to be able to speak to it. Cause I think for, for people who are like 
like not only have have a show, but who are doing work with people out in the world. Like I, I wonder sometimes about that. Like, okay, when do you, when do you have a moment to take a breath? And like, I think one of the things because you talked about like self care, I'm really bad at that. Like I'm I've gotten so good at like helping others that I don't take time to be to sometimes introspect. I'm thinking about stuff, but I'm thinking about how to help, how to help, how to help, how to be in action. So thank you for yeah. speaking to that because sometimes yeah. I can't do that too long, man. Oh, can't man. do that too long because the cup gets empty. Oh man! Oh, I've 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 felt I've seen and felt and experienced an empty cup and like wondering like what is going on and I realized oh I'm 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 exhausted but I'm trying to keep going I'm like running on fumes right yeah. and I think that's part of the part of the work I think some I was I've been hearing messages coming to me lately is like you need to speak about this journey of how entrepreneurship social entrepreneurship for sure is hard. I think we always hear about the success stories of people who got the million dollar grant and and I watch it. I'm like, but where? Okay, how do you get through this phase? Because this phase I'm in ain't nowhere near that. Like, how do you? And no one's talking about this phase where you, my if, look. Luckily, I only have a rectangle here. You can't see my desk, but my desk is a mess. Like, no, yeah. it's 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 probably piled up like almost this high. Like, no, it's not, yeah. you know, kind of because when you when the people get the grant they want to they talk about the grant they don't necessarily or, or not that they don't but yeah. people around them talk about the grant versus right. the 10,000 hours that made that grant possible it wasn't just someone came together with some really good words oh, man. that convinced someone to give them grant money it's like no they spent time in the trenches that's right and so if we can have more conversations around that trench time yeah. of like knee high in the mud <laughs> left foot right foot Boots are full of water. Oh man, like, that'll normalize the experience. I do and the believe. Left and the left foot is tripping the right foot. You're like, why am I tripping yeah. myself up in this? What's, what's <laughs> going on? You're supposed to be working together here. Why are you tripping yourself up? Right? Like, preach. Exactly. I think that's and so I think I've been called to tell that, and that's so hard when I'm like, hey, today was a today was horrible. Today we're losing a team member. Today. I got to figure out how, you know, like that is such a hard video to make, even though I know it's real, even though it's true. And I say that I do it in my morning pages. I talk about all the craziness, but I don't like help others who are struggling through it. Right. Cause I think sometimes, and I think when we, when, when we celebrate good news, I sometimes even feel awkward about sharing the good news sometimes because I'm like, yeah, but that's going to seem so like, and so I have these like two parts. Uh, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I also want to share F that because, dude, you'd be putting on a mask otherwise. Oh, well, yes. Oh. Yeah, putting on a mask otherwise. It like, is. you know, I watch these videos of like hustling over here, two in the morning, sixth <laughs> cup of coffee, when really what I want to hear and what will get me more bought into that person's journey is if they're like, man, I'm freaking out. Yeah. I got a proposal due yeah. tomorrow. I'm totally unprepared. I'm. And I understand professionally why some people won't post that stuff, but like, right. that's what I want to know. I yeah, want to know yeah. that someone ate shit, yeah, to to as well as yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I am right now or have yeah. in the past. And I'm and I made those videos, and you know where they are still, right there in the phone, right. I've made them, and I'm like, I'm not sharing that, <laughs> right. And I think what I've been called, like what I'm saying, I've been called lately in this moment of like, help people see the journey. Yeah. Help people see that it's not all the, the success or it just splotches along. Like when people read my bio, I've always say at the end, like I'm like, um, 
I just want you to know that uh, I, that's the highlight reel because uh, yeah. here, here's what happened in the last two days. And I'll tell them something that happened over the last week or whatever because I want them to be really clear. Like, I created, I, I wrote that bio. I wrote that highlight reel. But that's not how I see my life on a daily basis. I see the chaos, the confusion, the the worry, the doubt, the the back. I see the back of the mat so much more than I see the front. Uh, than I than I see the highlights, and I think that I want help. I want to help people with that. And I think I've been just afraid. I, I think that's the next part of this coming to the back, right? Like, um, good segue. <sighs> oh, good beautiful. Good segue. Uh, Oh man, you just said it. I think I I was actually having a, like, what do I write on the back? Like, that's that's something that we haven't already kind of talked about. And um, I'm gonna. I think I just I just said it. I just doubt it. I, I, I'm writing it now. So here are the back. And <laughs> pain, fear, and doubt. Pain, fear, and doubt. And I think when I think about pain. Um, uh, like recently I've been having some lower back pain and like, I don't really like doctors and I made a commitment to like one of my men's teams that, okay, go get an appointment, go make an appointment. And I've like twice I lied. I said I was going to make the appointment. Well, I, I, I planned to make the appointment and I, I didn't. So I just called it a lie. I, I didn't keep my word. I was not accountable to my word. And then the next week I came back and they're like, you make the appointment. I'm like, Oh yeah, but uh, I made another. I made another. I'm making a commitment. Clean my, clean my, you know, my my non-committal up. And I just like, I in my mind, I think deep down, and I feel it right now. So, I think like I'm worried about what the pain is coming from. So, it's not. It doesn't. It's not as intelligent to not go get it checked out. I have insurance for that reason to 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 get it checked out, right? And so there's fear, and I have a young man who's dealing with some same pain. And I remember actually in this moment, I remember my conversation to him, like, "Dude, go make the appointment. What are you doing? I'll go with you." And in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, I, this is what I've been. I was telling him." And now I, in in this moment, feel why he was afraid to go get checked out. Why he was afraid because he's worried about what he's going to hear. And I realized, actually, right just right now, I've made the connection to me mentoring a young man to who's going through some pain, trying to support him, and realizing why he was resistant. And I and I and and I always get a chance to learn my own lessons in this work, right? Mm-hmm. In this work of a mentor, mm-hmm. in this work of like I get to learn my own lessons for myself. Like, oh, you yeah, you see, you see why it's so hard because it is hard. And so I need to like call him today and tell him I know what it felt like while I was when I was pushing him and prodding him to because I'm having the same feeling. So that's pain, and I guess that's connected to the fear, but yeah. fear of like, you know, and I fear of a lot of things. You know, fear of maybe disappointment that I got to go make, but also fear of failure, fear of maybe fear of success, maybe fear of being overcommitted, fear of not having not being able to retire because. I'm running a nonprofit and I haven't structured a lot of things to make it okay to retire or <laughs> to have a retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doubt, you know, like, like, like I believe this is the work I'm supposed to be doing, but I sometimes doubt that, that I'm supposed to kind of not ever have a lifestyle that I've dreamed of. Like, I, I don't think I dreamed of that a lifestyle that I dream of for just for, for vanity. I dreamed of it because I don't want to worry about, being able to just go on a vacation. I don't want to worry about, I want to be able to, so sometimes I doubt like, okay, 
what am I do? What, am, what, what do I need to? I don't, I don't know if it's doubt so much, but it is doubt. Doubt is a word that's just popping up. I don't have a really good explanation for it right now, but that's the back of my mask. I'll stop right there. Thank you. Hmm. Thanks for sharing, man. You, you spoke for me a lot during that. Uh, on the back of my mask, I've got doubt. I've got numbing. And, and numb for me also could be uh, running away from yeah. feelings. And I've got disengaged slash lazy. So it's interesting if you compare it to the front of my mask. On the front, you've got confidence. On the back, you've got doubt. Mm. On the front, you've got grounded. On the back, you've got numb. Mm. And on the front, you've got engaged. On the back, you've got disengaged and lazy. And mm. I sometimes, you know, it. and this is very... Uh, this moves, this changes, this flows day to day. But it's alive right now. What I know to be true right now is that some of my doubt comes from this underlying story that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy. Uh, who am I to host the Mankind podcast? Who am I to write this email broadcast to you know three a list of 300 prospective men that want to get involved in men's work? Like, who am I to do this stuff? Um, and, and I can have all the people around me, you know, cheering me on. Why not you, Brandon? Why not you? Right? But if it doesn't come from me, man, then it's not. It's not. doesn't matter. It's it, it's coal energy versus solar energy. Mm. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> it's like I'm shoveling coal into a burner rather than like getting clean energy from the sun. And so the, the doubt, the numbness is often an extension of the doubt because I, I get the fear or the shame or the sadness or the anger that that doubt brings up. And then I, rather than look at it, rather than journal on it, I can go numb myself <laughs> with uh, recently it's been anime. I love anime, but, you know, it's been that or it's been video games or it's been uh going and working in my yard everyone's like oh your yard looks great and i'm like that is 90 percent procrastination from doing other stuff just so you know <laughs> yes the yard looks beautiful but that is 90 percent of that work was me avoiding you know facing that empty page on my computer um and then the disengaged and lazy has been this and I almost wonder if it has two sides because the disengaged and lazy has also been me embracing the part of me that needs to sharpen the axe before I split wood again. Mm. So I have this story that's like, don't be lazy. You know, you need to Gary Vaynerchuk this shit, like hustle, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what you could do in the next two hours could, you know, change everything and get it out of your head and you know action 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 and then there's this other part of me that's like but you don't want to do that right now you want to lay down mm. you want to uh recover from these nasty ass pollen related allergies that i'm getting which i've never had in my life till i moved to tennessee goodness gracious me i feel like i'm huffing this stuff every day i can't even open my eyes so i i just that's what's alive right now is that the desire to not do much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all that being said, 
although some of you know the doubt the numbing the disengaged and laziness is mm-hmm. alive in the back of my mask i can also clear as day call out some of the bullshit in that story yeah. and be like well you know your calendar says another story and the 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 results of the past month's work tells another story so kind of having the grace to know that the mask can come on more often than not the mask is a survival mechanism for me it's just allowing me it's serving a purpose to allow me to get through this interaction this engagement this party this wedding that we're a part of like Mm. it's it's just enough to get me through so long as i have a ritual and a a way to to take it off when i'm around the ones that matter to me the most yeah man Take a breath there, man. Thank you. And what I wonder, maybe as you've been doing this work, I don't know, are, are you in a circle now? Are you in a circle? Do you sit in a circle with men now? I We just started Chattanooga's first non-denominational men's group. And by non-denominational, I mean it's not associated to Christianity. Uh, which I'm grateful those groups are out there, but we're in a town of 200,000 people and every single group I ever found was faith-based. And there is a humongous amount of men, faith-based and not faith-based, that don't want to connect over the Bible. They don't want to connect over that stuff. They want to connect over what's impacting them as a man, totally separate from the teachings of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. So we've just had our second circle, and uh, I've, I believe I've found my core, my core group that want to see this through. And so, yeah, to answer your question, I have that group. I also That's have awesome. various virtual circles that I, you know, work alongside and check in with frequently. So that's a huge, huge part of what allows me to take the mask off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, I think, you know, what we try to create here is a space for men to have these conversations, you, me and a guest. And sometimes we have a young man who's now... Um, he's in high school. He's now having conversations with other teenagers. Like, what would it be like to help young men more? Like, maybe just because you've been doing this men's work for a while, like, I, mean, I think there's still so many men out there who've never had a space, right? Who've never had a space mm-hmm. to, like, take off that emotional mask. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, probably all these organizations that have popped up, you know, since you and I met, there's been a lot of organizations that, when I say popped up, maybe they've already existed, but... I didn't know about them at the time. So um, we know that there's a need because there's these organizations who are kind of growing out of this need. But maybe for the people you talk to, why do you think it's so hard for for men to to do that? And I think in your, even in your podcast, you talk to a lot of guests around why it's so hard for men to to either maybe either either open up. Or to begin exploring the idea that it's possible to not have to keep it all in. Do you have any mm. thoughts around that? Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on that, and you know, my thoughts today don't necessarily reflect my thoughts a year ago or what they're going to be in a year. Yeah. Um, but I, I did an interview recently uh, with a guy named Denny Maria Sebastiana. He's been in the Mankind Project for thirty plus years, and. Uh, he's a master initiator of men. I will say he's, mm. he, he's been my Yoda for a long time. And he said in our interview that from the crib, men have been raised not to feel we've been raised to be hard 
soldiers that are meant to sacrifice our bodies for someone else's cause. Yeah. And whether that's sacrifice our bodies as protector providers, whether that's sacrifice our bodies uh, through mental health because we're not allowed to show weakness. If we show weakness, everything crumbles like a house of cards. Yeah. So why I think it's tough for men to share is we have been set up not to. We've been taught mm-hmm. not to. You know, the man box, don't be weak. Don't be a pussy. Don't be gay. Don't be all these things that we learn on the playground yeah. that we think stays at the playground. No, that stuff makes it all the way up into C-suite rooms of you know yeah. big corporations, Fortune 50s. Yeah. Like that same narrative and belief system that men are allowed to think but not allowed to feel and that women are allowed to feel but not allowed to think uh, is is an old is it's an old narrative that I think is you know I hope is on its way out knowing that we as men women non-binary folk are so unique man seven and a half billion of us no one's walked yeah. in your shoes Ashanti they might look like you they might have grown up in Oakland single mom all those things no yeah. no one has walked in your shoes yeah yeah um so yeah we, there's a lot to play with here there's a lot yeah. to to acknowledge and so my what i feel like works best for me in connecting with men and getting them into a circle like the one i host or get them into the mankind project is to just ask questions and see where they're at in life and i try and avoid to be as polar uh, to avoid being polarizing because it seems like what i'm witnessing is you've got uh and I'm setting up a binary when I say this, so I understand that that may not even be helpful, but one side of men are saying, you know, don't be a beta bitch, don't be a simp and whatever that means. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. kind of like reclaiming this alpha status. We've let women get too far along or whatever. You know, we need to be dominating and control, regain our power and control. Yeah. And then there's a, a different narrative, which is, you know, don't be toxic in your masculinity which I'm sorry, man, that, that is so misused and weaponized as a, as a method to make men feel shame Yeah. where I'm sorry, if you got a penis, a vagina, you identify as cisgendered male or you identify as male, even though you or, or identify as trans, we are all have access to masculinity and femininity. It is not specific to gender. Sure, men have testosterone and that might give them a bit more access to the masculine. Because of that, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it, when when I, I talk to people all the time and they go, they, they throw out toxic masculinity because they hear about what I do and the lowest hanging fruit to them based on the conversations happening in whatever media channels they watch yeah. is toxic masculinity. And I ask them, what do you, what do you think that means? Nine yeah. times out of 10, they say men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They say men. And I go, well, that's not fair and that's not true. Perhaps the greater majority of those perpetrating these perhaps negative characteristics of masculinity yeah. are men. Yeah. Perhaps. But- I think we as human beings yeah. have this part of our brain that tries to sort things in black and white. You know, sunrises in the east, sets in the west. Okay, no arguments there. Gravity, cool, no arguments there. Right. The earth is round or flat. Ah, 
that's when people start to get a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as a joke, but it like when it comes to toxic masculinity, the easiest thing my juvenile brain can do that's only ever heard of this phrase once or trying to understand the world and trying not to get lost in the no man's land of this debate, right? We, we want to feel, we want connection, right? So we want to feel like we're a part of something or a tribe, mm-hmm. whether that's a political ideology or religious ideology, whether it's, yeah. oh, what do you know? Now I'm the bloke calling people beta bitches and simps. Or no, I'm the guy saying men need to stop being toxic masculines or whatever. Our black and white thinking wants to go toxic masculinity. Well, that just means men. Mm-hmm. That just means mm-hmm. men. So yeah. if I'm explaining something to someone who identifies as female, regardless of the context, mansplainer, you just mansplaining? Oh, gosh, well, I wasn't aware that I was. Thank you for bringing that to my awareness. Can you give me a deeper insight into what you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, we have these things that we weaponize and we throw at people and it's, it only creates greater disconnect. Now, how this relates to your previous question, men not you know, feeling capable of coming to men's circle or not capable of uh, opening up and sharing yeah. is because with all of what I just said, it's dangerous to share. Yeah. Because yeah. if I share, I'm at risk of losing connection to those who you know, we frequently call each other pussies or whatever, right? Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm out of that tribe. So I'm in the no man's land or I'm, I'm, I'm kicked out of the tribe. Sabertooth tigers around the corner are going to get me because I don't have the power of numbers anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or on the other side, right? It's I'm going to be uh, hard and macho and whatever, like, you know, shut down, hide the emotions. And now I'm called a, a toxic masculine or, or perhaps someone might say that I'm misogyn- a misogynist or a racist or whatever, or whatever the, the debate and the lines where they get very blurred, whatever that's happening, yeah. men go, oh, well, if I share an opinion or open up, then I'm, I'm at risk of losing all connection. That's right. That's all right. connection. That's right. And so what if I, I think back to an instructor I had when I did some, uh, I did a powerful course through the Mankind Project called Power, Privilege, and uh, Unpacking Power, Privilege, and Difference. Yeah. And a man by the name of Henry Thurman, you know, what I love about this is you got a, a group of generally white guys being facilitated by a straight white guy, a black man, black woman, and a trans man, a trans queer man. Yeah. And it's a space where my, white men can go, how do I, how do I build a relationship with a black guy while I'm trying to do my racist work or whatever. And he goes, tell me something you like. Guy goes, soccer. Cool. Do you think there's a man out there who doesn't look like you who likes soccer too? Start there. <laughs> Start there. Be human. Connect. Yeah. Connect on something that you can relate over. That's right. right. That's right. And so that's what I love about men's group, which is yeah. you vote Trump, don't care. You vote Biden, don't care. Yeah. Let's connect. Yeah. Our Venn diagram crosses over more than it doesn't. Yeah. The only stuff that doesn't cross over might be our political beliefs, might be religion, whatever. We yeah. as human beings can relate on so many more things. So I'm not going to say to someone going through a hard time, you need a men's group. I'm going to get to know them. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. get to know them and be like, after that time and that investment of building a relationship, I can then go, hey, man, you open to some support around that yeah you know 
I'm not going to yeah. force feed this stuff down someone's throat. That's right. That's right. You know, I really liked what you talked about when you talked about the toxic part because I don't use that term either because I think what you exactly what you said, when men hear that, when a lot of men hear that, they hear men are toxic. And I think that is a misunderstanding and it's a mis characterization and so i've chosen just not to, so when someone uses it and like you know i'll say you know i've chosen not to use that for these reasons because i yeah. think that it, it isolates people from the conversation right yeah. and for those for those younger men who are out there in the social medias telling other young men don't don't be buying no flowers don't be buying like don't be all the things you talked about what i what i often see is they're trying they're, they're trying to live up to an image by somebody either in their community, their life or what they think is popular. Yeah. And what ends up happening is the idea of conversation what we're trying to have is like, where do you get to be your full self? Like mm-hmm. you talked about, right? Where do you get to be more of your full self? And maybe you get to be part of your full self, but there's so many more things. So listen, man, I, you know, we could talk forever. I, 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 mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we made this time for this conversation. And mm-hmm. look, I think that, you know, the Taking Off the Mask podcast has been a journey of being at Surfer's Paradise mm-hmm. uh, and coming all full circle back to here and continuing to do the work around these emotional masks. So uh, what I want people to be able to know is how, I mean, is there any last message you want to give before I ask you to tell people how they can find you, follow you, or learn about the work you're doing out in the world? Yeah. Um, I would love to do that as we get ready to close, brother. Yeah, for sure. I, I have one thing I want to share. Uh, the past couple interviews I've been doing for the Mankind Podcast, and I love how cool, man, your guest list and my guest list, like there's so much crossover, Alex, Gabby, Justin Baldoni. Uh, I'd love to get Lewis Howes. That'd be that'd be a, a big one. Kudos, sir. That's that's amazing. And you deserve, you deserve it. Trust me. Um, oh, but these interviews I've been having recently have been so powerful. And the only thing I can put that down to is uh, a willingness to get on some scary branches and have these conversations. The it it was tough for me having a guy like Le Manoir come onto the podcast. And for those who don't know, Le Manoir uh, created a very powerful. He's a documentarian, storyteller, facilitator, and he created a powerful movie series. And I apologize if I get this title wrong again. Uh, the Color of Fear. Right? Mm. Or the fear of color, you know the one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the color of fear, yeah. Yeah, powerful, man. Powerful. And I have this guy come on my podcast knowing he's gonna ask me questions that expose my racist assumptions and biases. It's gonna expose my racism. And man, I was shitting my britches coming into this conversation. I was looking for my really close black friends in life to rescue me from this feeling. How do I prepare for this? And it was like, no. Just lean in, mm. answer the questions honestly. Yeah. Answer them honestly. And mm. what what came from that mm. was after that interview, and I, I was I was white. I was going, oh my gosh, I can't believe people are gonna hear this about me. Mm. All this shame, right? And so my last cry for help was to get my co-host Paul Newell to to listen to the episode and give me feedback and <laughs> it was so cool when he's when I said so what'd you think man what'd you think about what I said and he's like it's nothing newer than I've, what I've already known dude like I fucking know that 
that white people a lot will wonder if I'm educated based on the color of my skin. We'll wonder these things, right? Mm. He goes, what you've done though is by leaning into that uncomfortable situation in a safe environment, yeah. not a comfortable, but a safe environment, yeah. which comes back yeah. to why it's important to have conversations like this and That's be right. in circle, be That's in right. group, right? That's right. He said, now that you have owned that, we now have fertile soil. You tilled the soil to be able to continue this conversation and mm. I, now we have greater trust between one another just to just to own what was already known right mm. and so to answer your question of a message i want to leave is look do the work what is the work i can't tell you it's your work whatever's alive in you but what i do know about that work is it's digging up that which i've hidden repressed and denied the shadowy shit that i don't want anyone to know about me i don't want them to know my racial judgments or biases i don't want them to know my sexist thoughts and opinions i don't want anyone to know that stuff but if i know them yeah if i know them i can do my work around it so that it doesn't turn up as much put a light on it it all comes back to doing the work. Yeah. Man, man. And for this man, Brother Brandon Cliff, who has an amazing garden, not only is he tilling the soil in the yard, but he's tilling the soil in his heart. And I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for being a man who's willing to do the work. And I think yeah. that's what I've known you as is when we first met. And, and I continue to um, always cheer you on over here. Mm. So um, thank you. And will you, will you want to tell folks how they can, where they can find your podcast? You mentioned it, but where they, can they find it? What's the full name of it? Absolutely. So uh, the Mankind Podcast. Uh, remove the the when you look at it. Mankind Podcast. Mankind being one word. Uh, our show is, uh, it's an extension of the, you know, Master of Monday, which Ashanti inspired. And Ashanti is one of our earliest interviews on this show. We're now at 71 episodes. Our mission is to break the molds of modern manhood to prove there's more than one way to be a man, right? We're about breaking down the man box and telling people that here's the rules of being a man. Don't be weak, right? Dominate others, be the man. Mm. No, no, we're proving that that is not the case. And you are going to be introduced to researchers, thought leaders, authors, uh, regular Joes and layman's like myself that are achieving amazing things in this world. And they don't fit that old mold of what it means to be a man. And it's so powerful to see and, and embrace and highlight the difference in all of us, regardless of gender, regardless of our political feelings and opinions. We are so nuanced as individuals. And that's what we want to bring to the show is guys and gals and non-binary folk that you didn't even know are out there that are doing amazing work that are doing the heavy lifting so you don't have to right so we can yeah. have these conversations so you don't have to if you want to listen to my my episode with Lemon Noir, listen to it it's uncomfortable <laughs> but shit it's powerful and perhaps i can do some of the heavy lifting around your racism oh, right and your man. biases and assumptions so we, we want to make sure this podcast is all about going out on skinny branches yeah having the conversations that others are they want to have, but perhaps aren't willing to have. That's right. So it's a fun show. It constantly requires me to up my game and do my work. So I feel like me, Boyson, and Paul mm. have have evolved as the show has. Yeah. And yeah, man, we want to bring world-class content to our listeners. And I believe our numbers are reflecting that. Well, man, well, I'm so excited for you and the work you're doing and 
folks, you know, Brandon and I shared our mask here publicly, um, but you can do yours anonymously at millionmask.org. We thank you for being a part of the show. Brandon, thank you. Good to see you again, brother, and look forward to even more conversation in the future. Yeah, brother. I can't wait to have you back on the podcast. Looking forward to thanks it. For, thanks for having me, man. This has been amazing. I had a great time talking to you again, man. Taking Off The Mess podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing, videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one-year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off The Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.